Hello, and welcome back to our Latin 3 class. Today we are doing our homework exercises for unit number 27, beginning on page um, 237, 238, and 239, and following. So, uh, without further ado, let's go right to the drills, beginning on page 237, drills number 1 doing our comparatives and superlatives adjectives, superlative adjectives. Number one, hic levita est omnium fidelissimus. The subject, hic levita, this Levite, this priest, is fidelissimus. There's your superlative degree, the most faithful, and then we have the partitive genitive omnium of all. He is the most faithful of all. Pretty straightforward. How about number two? Quis dignior est quam tu? Quis dignior est? Who is more worthy? Notice the comparative ending, dignior, in the nominative, modifying quis. Who is more worthy? And then we have our comparative quam, than tu, you. Notice tu is in the nominative because it's comparing quis in the nominative. When you have that quam, it's like an equal sign, and what's on one side in the case has to be the case on the other side. So who is more worthy than you? Okay, number three, carissimi fratres, quid est mirius Jesu resurrectione? Dearest brethren, fratres, that's evocative, carissimi is the superlative, dearest, most dear brethren or brothers, Quid est mirius? What is more wondrous? And now we have Jesu resurrectione. Notice resurrectione is in the ablative. That's the ablative of comparison with the comparative degree of the uh, adjective mirius, which modifies quid. That's why it's neuter, I-U-S ending. What is more marvelous or wondrous than the resurrection of Jesus? And remember, Jesus has declensional endings only in a few cases, so that uh, there is the genitive, and you have to, of course, figure that out by context. Okay, number four, something that we all know quite well, gloria in altissimus Deo. Sometimes we say in excelsis Deo. Here, altissimus, in, glory to God in altissimis, in the highest things, in the highest regions. So that's your there's your a superlative degree from the adjective altus. And in the ablative, because of in, takes the ablative. Okay. Number five. Illa ecclesia erat mari proxima. That church, is the subject, was proxima, closest, nearest, mari. That takes nearest to the dative mari, the sea. That church was closest or nearest to the sea. Well, these are pretty straightforward. I wanted you to do them just to get some good practice on these superlatives and comparatives. In novissimo die omnes resurgemus. Okay, so this word novus, of course, means new. So literally, this means on the newest day, but it means new here when, and when we're talking about time in the sense of the closest, um, um, uh, so being the last day here, 
in the most recent. So that would be the, the last one, right? Uh, it's, a little, it's a little strange to us to use that word novus in that sense, but Latin does it quite a bit. So on the last day, all, we all will rise again. Resurgemus, we will rise up. Omnes, the subject uh, contained in the verb mus, right? We all shall rise again, rise up. Okay, so that one on the last day, that, that interesting use of novus aum, meaning that in the superlative. Okay, number seven. Nos creati sumus Paulo minores quam angeli. We, the subject, were created, creati sumus, or have been created, either one, that's the perfect passive. We were created, Paulo minores, less by a little than the angels. So this is, that, that's, a, that's a literal translation. We would say we were created a little less than the angels. Minores means lesser, lesser, right? We, modifying we, we were created lesser than the angels. And then you have your ablative of degree of difference, Paolo, lesser by a little. So by just a little lesser, we were created a little less than the angels. Um, in other words, our, our creation is just under that in the order of creation of the, uh, of the great angels who, of course, have no bodies. Okay, uh, the important thing about that example is the Paolo, the ablative of degree of difference, less by a little, the ablative of degree of difference. Okay, number eight. Quis habet delectionem maiorum hac? Who has delectionem, a love maiorum, greater, and then hoc than this. Notice, hoc is in the ablative. That's an ablative of comparison, right? Who has a love greater than this? Um, uh, and it's feminine because delexio is feminine. Who has a love greater than this love, understood? Right. Um, the important thing there Hoc in the ablative, the ablative of degree of difference, without a qualm there. Uh, so there are two ways, remember, to show a comparison with the qualm, in, in which case the case of, the, of either side of the thing being compared are in the same uh, grammatical cases, or the ablative of comparison without a qualm in the ablative um, and uh, following a comparative degree adjective uh, as such. Okay, number nine. Plures homines in templum conveniebat. More men, several men, more men, were uh, coming in or uh, assembling, in, coming in, we'd say, I think because of in templum, into the temple. They were assembling in the temple or coming into the temple. Um, plures homines is the subject. Okay, 10, we have a simple one there too. Seniores, Jesum observabant. The elders, the more old, the older people, this, we get the word senior, of course, from that. The uh, elders were observing Jesus. Okay, those are straightforward. Number 11, 
he sunt multo peores illis. Now, this is an interesting one. These, he, these men, they're masculine, are multe peores. They are worse by much illis than those. So, the sentence is, these are worse than those, peores, the comparative degree of malus, but we have then a uh, an ablative of degree of difference. They are worse than, uh, I'm sorry, we have an ablative of comparison in illis. They are worse than those. And then we have an ablative of degree of difference, multo, by much. So we have our two sorts of new ablatives in that little sentence. We have the ablative of degree of difference with multo, and then we have the ablative of comparison with illis. These are worse than those by much. We would say in English, these men are much worse than those. But notice ab, uh, at Latin likes to use that ablative of degree of difference, multo peores, worse by much, by the degree of much. Um, so we have both our new ablatives in that little sentence. Okay, number 12, da hoc miserimo in vobis. Give this to the most wretched or poor in vobis, among you, in you. Give this to the most wretched or most uh, miserable or poor uh, in vobis, among you. Um, there's a command, da, and miserimo is in, the, is in the dative. Notice miserimo is one of those superlatives because the adjective in the uh, positive degree ends in er, miser, we add rimus aum, not isimus, so miserimo. That's very important. Uh, I don't think you have any trouble citing it when you see it. Okay, number 13. Ego alpha et omega, primus et novissimus, principum et finis. Um, I think you know this quote from Revelations. I am the alpha and the omega, primus et novissimus, the first and the last. There's that use of novissimus, the most recent, right? The first and the last, principum, the beginning et finis, and the end. Yes, that's, that's God speaking, obviously, the alpha and the omega. Okay, um, the alpha, of course, and the omega, the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, um, illustrating that God is first and last, the beginning and the end. Very good. I think that those are pretty straightforward, but they gave you, I hope, a good drilling on your comparatives and superlatives. And we'll see more of those now in our sentences, our exercises. So number one. Et veniens in patriam suam docebat eos in synagoga eorum. Ita ut mirarentur et dicerent, unde huic sapientia hec et virtutes. Okay, so this is talking about Jesus and coming into his own homeland, his own native area, docebat. He was teaching them in their synagogue, in synagoga eorum. Ita, he was teaching them ita in the, thus, in such a way, and that, you know, is a clue that's going to introduce a result clause. Ut, that the result was, they mirarentur, and now we have the imperfect subjunctives, don't we? That they marveled, they were awestruck, and they were saying, 
and here's a direct quote, unde huic sapientia heic, whence, literally, whence to this one is this wisdom and power, or virtues, of course. How is it that to this one, meaning to Jesus, there is this wisdom, this wisdom and these virtues exist? That basically is a date of a possession. Quick, to this one, uh, this wisdom and these virtues, whence are they, right? So um, a nice example of a, really a date of a possession. How does this one have such wisdom and, <clears throat> excuse me, virtue and power? Good. Um, I hope that you saw that uh, Utklaus there, um, the, he was teaching him in such a way that the result was they were awestruck. Okay, uh, number four. O inestimabiles dilexio caritatis, ut servum redimeres filium tradidisti. O inestimable, inestimable uh, love of charity or um, fondness of charity or love. Uh, it's a little bit redundant, the, the phrase dilexio caritatis. Um, o priceless um, esteem of love or charity, or in other words, what what a great amount or um, exposition of love. Ut uh, servum redimeres filium tradidisti. You hand it over filium. We're speaking to God now. You hand it over the son or your son. Ut in order that he might redeem the slave, meaning us. Uh, <clears throat> notice that's a purpose clause. You handed your son over in order that ut he might redeem redeemeres, and that's in the um, subjunctive. Uh, it's in the imperfect subjunctive to show contemporaneous or subsequent time to the main verb, which is in secondary sequence. Okay, you handed over your son in order that he might redeem the servant, his servant or the, the slave, meaning of course us. Very nice sentence. Okay, good. I think that's pretty straightforward. How about number seven? Qui amat patrem at matrem plus quame non est me dignus. Oh, this is one of the hard sayings of Jesus. The one who loves his father or mother plus quame more than me, more than understood he loves me, right? Non est me dinus, is not worthy of me. Notice dinus takes the ablative, me there is in the ablative. Um, in the first part of the sentence, he who loves his father or mother more than understood, he loves me. Notice me is in the accusative because patrum et matrum are in the accusative. Okay, he is not worthy of me. All right, very good. Remember dinus, as I said, takes the ablative very often, worthy of me. Okay, number 10. Qui ergo solverit unum demandatis istis minimis et docuerit sic homines minimus vocabitur in regno celorum. Okay, so qui ergo solverit, who therefore, whoever therefore, who therefore, shall have, this is future perfect, isn't it? Shall have destroyed one of 
these least commands, de mandatis istis minimis. Uh, notice that uh, often unus is followed when we want to say one of, we say unus de in Latin, not with the genitive, but unus de. So whoever shall have destroyed or will have therefore destroyed one of these least commandments, these very small, minimis uh, mandatis, these very small commandments, and will have taught men thusly, seek, right? Will thus have taught men, vocabitur minimus, he will be called minimus, least, the least, the least one, the lessest, the lessest, no, the least one, the smallest one, in the kingdom of heaven. So whoever destroys a very tiny command and teaches other men to do so, other people to do so, he will be considered minimus in the kingdom of heaven. That's a good expression, a good, a good saying of Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew. And here we have Pilate talking in the next one. Responded Pilatus, Numquid ego judeus sum? Pilate responded, I am not a Jew, am I? Am I a Jew? Expecting numquid, expecting a no answer. I am not a Jew, am I? The numquid makes it clear that he says that with sort of a disdain. I'm not a Jew, am I? Uh, and you remember that passage during the Passion of Jesus as related in John's Gospel. Okay, good. Um, on the next page, number 13, we did. Si diligeretis me gauderetus quia varo ad patrem, quia pater maior me est. So, we see the C clause. We see two imperfect subjunctives. We say to ourselves, that is the formula, the classic formula for a contrary to fact, present time condition. If you loved me, if you were loving me, you would rejoice that, vado, I go to the Father, quia, because the Father, maior me est, is greater than I. We say in colloquial English, greater than me, but it should be the Father is greater than I. And notice we have the uh, contrary to fact condition, diligeretis and gauderetis, imperfect subjunctives. If you loved me, if you were loving me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father <clears throat> because the Father est maior is greater. Notice that modifies Father. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> and then we have may in the ablative. That's our ablative of comparison. He is greater than I am. Okay, I hope you're getting these comparatives and superlatives. I think they're pretty straightforward. And um, with a little practice, you won't have any trouble whatsoever translating them. Uh, number 16, a famous scene from John 21. Simon Ioannis diligis plus me plus his dicit e etiam domine tu shis quia amo te dicit e pashe anios meos. <clears throat> Simon, son of John. Notice it's Simon of John. Ioannis is in the genitive there. This is a common way of saying the son of with the genitive. Simon, son of John. He's speaking to Peter, of course, here. Diligis me plus 
Do you love me plus his? More than these. Notice again the ablative of comparison. No qualm. He could have said qualm, qualm hos, but no, he says, Do you love me plus his? More than these. Dicide, he says to him, Yes, etiam, indeed. That's the way the Romans say yes often, etiam. Indeed, Lord. Tu shis quia amote. You know that I love you. <clears throat> then he says to him, Jesus says to him, Pashe anios meus. Feed my sheep. Now that's a beautiful passage where Jesus asks Peter three times, Do you love me, Simon, son of John? Of course, the three times mirror perfectly the three uh, denials of Peter that uh, occurred during Jesus' passion. Um, so Jesus asks him three times, which is greatly upsetting to Peter. But even so, Jesus says to him each time, feed my sheep. Okay, number 17. Venit ergo a Simonum Petrum, dicere Domine, tu mihi lavas pedes? Respondit Jesus et dicere, quod ego faccio, tu nesis modo, shies autem postia. <clears throat> so, he, he, this is the great scene at the uh, Last Supper. He therefore comes to Simon Peter, and Peter says to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Lavas pedes? Do you wash the feet? Mihi, in reference to me? It's a date of, of uh, reference or respect. Uh, we would just say, Do you, are you washing my feet? Do you wash my feet? Do you wash the feet in reference to me? Jesus responded and says to him, responds and says to him, quote, ego faccio, what I do, you now do not know, tu nesis modo, you just now do not know. You will, however, know postia later, afterwards. Dicit e Petrus, Peter says to him, non lavabis mihi peris in eternum, you will not wash my feet forever, ever, in eternum. Uh, you will not wash the feet in reference to me, another dative of reference, idiomatic in Latin, forever or ever. Jesus responded, A, Jesus responds to him, Si non laverote non habes partum meam. If I shall have not washed you, notice that's the future perfect. We have a mixed condition here. If I shall have not washed you, you do not have part mecum with me. You do not have a share with me is often translated. Dicide Simon Petrus. Simon Peter says to him, Domine, non tantum pedes meos, sed et manus et caput. I love Peter's enthusiasm. <laughs> Typical of him. Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Notice those are in the accusative with the understood verb wash. Wash not only my feet, but my hands and my head. Jesus then says, well, if we wash your feet, that's enough because then you're cleansed. Then he says, but not all of you, because he was speaking of the one who would betray him. If you remember that passage in John. A good uh, series of sentences there and a nice scene from the gospel. Let's take a look at 20, uh, again from St. John. Spiritus ubi vult spirat et vocem eus audis, sed non shis unde veniat et quo vadit, Sic est omnis, qui natus est ex spiritu. This comes from uh, the, the uh, um, conversation with Nicodemus, doesn't it? The spirit, spirit, blows 
ubi vult, where it wishes. Okay? The spirit where it wishes blows. Spirit, notice spirito, the verb, and spiritus come from the same root, which means to blow, to, have, to uh, be windy, and so on. So when you uh, spiro in verb, the verb in Latin, that means you breathe. So the spirit blows where it wishes. Et vocem eosata. And you hear its voice, said non shis, but you do not know unde venia, whence it comes, et quo vadit, and where it goes. Notice, that's an indirect question. You do not know is the introductory word. And then you have two um, questioning words or interrogative words, unde and quo, whence it comes, subjunctive, or where it goes, subjunctive, right? Those are third conjugation verbs. The A is, I-A, or I'm sorry, veniat is the fourth conjugation, I-A, and vadat, third conjugation, A, sign of the subjunctive. Uh, we're in primary sequence, shis, you do not know, present, whence it comes, from where it comes, and where it's going. That's our subjunctive, according to the sequence of tense chart, showing contemporaneous, or subsequent time to the main verb, which is primary sequence. Sic est omnis, thus is everyone, qui natus est, who is born, who has been born, ex spirito, uh, from spirito, from the spirit. Right. Thus is every person, everyone, who has been born from the spirit. Okay. Um, that's a good one because uh, it shows us a couple of indirect questions there in the primary sequence in the subjunctive. All right, number 21. Again, another very famous scene, this one from the Gospel of Matthew. Et ai ili, ego veniam et curabo eo. This is when, uh, et respondent centurio ait, domine non sum dignus ur interest subtectum eam, et tantum dig verbo, et senabitur puer meus. This is, of course, the centurion who comes up and begs Jesus to come and heal or to heal his son, right? And so Jesus says to him, I will come and I will heal him. I will cure him. And the centurion responding says, Lord, I am not worthy ut, that, subjunctive, that you should come into enter subtectum under my roof. Said tantum dig verbo, but only say the word, at sanabitur puer my son will be healed. Um, so my boy will be healed. And um, notice that uh, this is, of course, these are the words, of course, uh, that we say right before receiving communion, except we change puer to anima mea. Sanabitur anima mea, my soul will be healed. And then the centurion goes on um, and says, Nam et ego homo sub potestate haben sub me milites et dico hing huic vade et vadet et alie veni et venit et servo mel fac hoc et facit. So he says, For I am a man sub potestate, under uh, command or under power. I am subject to power. Having under me soldiers, submé milites, and I say to this one, go, advadit, and he goes. And alii, dative, to another, veni, come, advenit, and he comes. At servo male, and to my servant, fakok, do this, at 
Facci, he does it. Audiens autem Jesus, miratus est, et sequentibus se dixit. Amen dico vobis, apud nullum in veni tantum fidem in Israel. And he said, and hearing, however, Jesus, however, hearing, was uh, was amazed. Miratus, he he was uh, thunderstruck in a way. He he marveled, and to those following him, he said, notice, he said sequentibus to those in the dative. That's a participle. Those, what kind of those are they? They are following. Say him. He said, "Amen." I say to you, among none. Uh, that's what it literally means. Among no, in the presence of no one, or he'd say never. I have found such faith in Israel. So it's, uh, of course, a Gentile that uh, displays to Jesus this kind of faith. And that's what he says. Okay, I think we're familiar with that story, and now you've read it in Latin. Number 23, Dicit ilis Pilatus, quid igitur faciam de Jesu, quid dicitur Christus, dicur omnes crucifigatur. Airautem, quid enim mali fecit, at ili magis clamabanticentes crucifigatur. Not one of the greater moments for humanity, right? Pilate says to them, quid egitur, what therefore shall I do about Jesus? This is right after they say to release Barabbas instead of Jesus. What therefore shall I do about Jesus? Quid digitur, who is called the Christ, the anointed one, Christus, uh, of course, means the anointed one in Greek, same as Messiah in Hebrew. Okay, dikonomnes and all say crucifigator. Let him be crucified. Notice that's a justive subjunctive. Crucifigator, a the sign of the subjunctive in the third conjugation. Let him be fixed to a cross, literally. And he says to them, quid enim malifacit. Quid, uh, this might have been tricky for you if you forgot that often after quid we see a partitive genitive. Quid mali, what of evil has he done? What evil has he done? Notice Latin likes to say what of evil, what thing of evil, right? What of evil has he done? What, what, what bad has he done? And they, but they, magis clamaba, all the more were shouting out, dicente, saying, crucifigatur. Let him be crucified. Okay. Number 24. Sit autem omnis homo velox ad audiendem, tardus autem ad loquendum, et tardus ad iram. Ira enim viri justitiam dei non operator. From the epistle of James, first epistle. Yes. So we have sit, the subjunctive, so we have a justive subjunctive, let every man, omnis homo, let every person be velox. Let him be velox, quick, ad audiendem, for listening. There's that gerund, plus ad plus the gerund to show purpose. Let every human person be quick for hearing, for listening. Tardus, slow, however, ad loquendum, for speaking. Et tardus ad iram, and slow to anger. Yes, uh, there's an old saying, right? We have two ears and one mouth for a purpose. In other words, we should listen twice the amount of time that we speak. Uh, 
So let every person be quick for listening, slow, however, for speaking, and slow to anger. For enim, for ira viri, the anger of a man, justitiam dei non operator, does not operationalize or does not make, uh, does not bring to uh, to action the justice of God. Non operator does not operate. The wrath of a man does not actualize or bring into action the justice or righteousness of God. A good saying from uh, James. Okay, and number 25, circum ibo altare tuum domine, ut audiam vocem laudis tui. I will circum ibo, I will go around your altar, Lord, ut, purpose clause, in order that I might hear the voice of your praise. Okay. Let's take a look on the next page. Our next one was number 31. Amen dico vobis non surrexit internatos mulierum maior Ioane Baptista, qui autem minor est in regno celorum maior est illo. Um, yes, this is Jesus speaking about John the Baptist. Amen, I say to you, um, among women, or I'm sorry, among those born of women, internatos mulierum, there has not arisen, non surrexit, there has not arisen among those born of women one maior, a greater one, than John the Baptist. Notice, maior is the subject. A greater man, a greater person, non surrexit, has not arisen, Internatos mulierum, among those natos, born, those children of women, those born of women, a greater one has not arisen, and then the ablative of comparison, than Ioanne Baptiste, than John the Baptist. He could have used quam, if he did, then Ioanne Baptista would have been in the nominative. But here, the ablative of comparison, a greater one than John the Baptist has not arisen among those born of women. Qui minor est in regno. However, one who is less in the kingdom of heaven, maior est illo, is greater than that one. Interesting. Uh, that's often translated, the least one in the kingdom of heaven is greater than that one. And that is um, illustrative of the fact that sometimes, in, particularly in ecclesiastical Latin, the comparative degree is used where we would expect a superlative degree, and we're going to see that coming up in another sentence soon. So here, uh, a greater one than John the Baptist has not arisen among those born of women. However, one who is lesser or least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than that one. So once uh, a saint in heaven is greater than even the most important person on earth. And that's quite a statement of Jesus by about his cousin, John the Baptist, that no greater person has ever arisen among those born of women than John the Baptist. Okay, number 34. At illi instabant vocibus magnis postulantes ut crucifigeretur. Uh, from Luke, again, a scene from the crucifixion. 
but those people were urging um, or literally standing on, right? They were pressing with, uh, with great voices demanding or demanding with great voices ut, that he be crucified. Here we have a just of noun clause, right? A noun clause after postulantes. Those men or those people were um, insisting uh, or pressing the case in stabant, is what that means. Vocibus magnis postulantes, demanding with great voices, great shouts, ut, that he be crucified. Notice it's the imperfect subjunctive passive. And it's imperfect subjunctive because we're in secondary sequence. They were pressing the issue, demanding with great voices that he be crucified. Good. And number 35, a very famous uh, passage, the, the last verse of a very famous passage from Corinthians, Maior autum ex his est caritas. And this is what I was talking about. Normally, literally, this says, however, greater, the greater one from these is charity or love. This is, of course, the great ode to caritas or charity or love in the 13th chapter of the first letter to the Corinthians. St. Paul talks about, you know, uh, love is uh, what love is. Love is not boastful, not jealous. Um, it searches for the good and so on. That beautiful passage that is often uh, read at weddings. Um, and at the end, he says, there, there are these three virtues, right? Faith, hope, and charity. But charity is, and, and we would say the greatest of these is charity. Notice Latin uses the comparative degree here, somewhat um, surprising to us, but it's that instance where sometimes the comparative is used uh, where we would expect the superlative. The greater one, however, of these is love. Okay, we would say the greatest of these is love, and that's how it's mostly translated. All right, and our last one uh, during, uh, for our sentences here, number 41, a very famous quote from the Exultat, the great Easter prayer, O Felix culpa, que talam actantum meruit habere redemptorum. Uh, this is that same, um, uh, that same sort of theme that is present in the Exultat, that in a sense, in a kind of strange sense, it was good that uh, Adam committed the original sin. O necessarium peccatum ade. We had that sentence really. O necessary sin of Adam that brought for us such a redeemer. Here, this is, comes right after that quote. O Felix Cooper, O happy fault, which merited or, des or was deserving or merited to have talem actantum, such uh, such a one and so great a redemptorum. Talum et tant actantum modifies redemptorum, even though it's separated there. Um, oh, happy fault, which um, was deserving for us to have such and so great a redeemer. So in a sense, even though original sin brought such woe upon mankind, humankind, it was in a sense a happy fault because in the economy of salvation, it 
brought us to have such a great and wondrous Redeemer, Jesus. Uh, very interesting kind of concept and rather strange when you come to think of it, but what a magnificently poetic idea. Okay, uh, I hope that uh, those sentences weren't too difficult for you and that you got good practice on your comparatives and superlatives. Now we have a, the, the fun task of reading the account of the marriage feast of Cana at Cana from uh, the Gospel of John, second chapter, Jesus' first public miracle. Um, and it reads off pretty quickly, so we'll go right through it. At die tertio nuncie facte sunt in Cana Galilei, et erat mater Jesu ibi. Vocatus es autum et Jesus et discipulives ad nuncias. Okay, so on the third day, nuptials were made. Nuptials occurred. Nuncie facte sunt. Um, that word's almost always in the plural. The, uh, a wedding was uh, occurred in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus, Erat Ibi, was there. Uh, and Jesus also, and his disciples, Vocatus says, Jesus was also invited, and his disciples, Ad Nupsias, to the wedding. Okay, pretty straightforward. Et deficiente vino dicit mater Jesu areum. Vinum non habent, et dicit Jesus, quid mihi atibi mulier. Nondum venit hora mea. Uh, very interesting passage here. Et deficienti vino. Ah, there we have something standing out there in the ablative, set off by commas, with no apparent grammatical connection to the sentence. What is it? Ah, yes, you're right, an ablative absolute. With the wine running out. We get the word deficient, right? With the wine being deficient, with the wine... Um, yeah, just running out. That's the ablative absolute. Deficiente is the participle modifying vino. It stands out there in the ablative. It tells the circumstances under which the main sentence functions. So with the wine failing, in other words, the amount of wine failing, it's running out. Mater Jesu, the mother of Jesus, says adam to him. Vinum non habit. They don't have wine. And Jesus says to her, Quid mihi a tibi muller? What to me and to you, woman? Uh, interesting, he calls his mother, he addresses her as Mulier only a couple times in the gospel here and um, on the cross when he commends her to St. John. Uh, and in a sense, she's representing all of humanity at that point. So what is this, no verb, but what is this to me and to you, uh, woman? In other words, what business do we have about this? Why is it a concern to me and to you? Uh, dative of uh, reference, right? Non dum venit horamea. My hour has not yet come. Uh, so he says uh, it's not really time for me to to uh, enter into a public life. Uh, but I love the way Mary responds. Dicit mater eus ministries. His mother says to the servants. Quod cumque dixerit vobis facite. Do quod cumque whatever he will have spoken to you, he will have said to you. Notice um, uh, we have a kind of uh, con almost a condition here. Um, whatever, he, if he will have spoken to you anything, do it, right? Do whatever he will have said to you. In other words, <laughs> she basically just ignores him and says, uh, she knows that he'll, he, won't, uh, he, he won't refuse his mother. So do whatever he says. 
erunt autem ibi lapidee hydriae sex posite secundum purificationem judeorum, capientes singule meritras binas velternas. So, there were standing there, there were there stone jars, hydriae, hydras, hydra. These are these large uh, containers, uh, ceramic containers that you see from ancient Greece and Rome. Uh, six of them posites, positioned there. Um, secundum, in accordance with the purification of the Jews. Secundum purificationum judeorum. Capientes, notice that modifies the hydriae. They are holding, they are literally seizing each one, singule. Singule means each and every one, but it can be also in the plural because it represents your plural number. Each one holding me tre tes binas vel tenis. Two or three uh, of these large measures, right? So they're very big. Dicit eis Jesus. Jesus says to them, implete hydrias aqua. Fill the hydras, the, uh, the containers, the, the big jars, aqua, with water. Notice aqua in the ablative, right? By means of water. Fill them with water. Et imple verunt eas usque ad sumum. And they filled them usque ad sumum, all the way up to the, the highest point, to the top, to the brim. Et dicides. And he says to them, haurite nunc et ferte architriclino. Uh, draw some off. Haurite means to draw, to, to, to take some off. Draw some off now and take it, ferte, um, carry it from Pharaoh, carry it to the uh, head of the dining room, Architriclinos, he's the head waiter, the head of the dining room. And Ili autem tulerunt, and they, however, uh, took it from Pharaoh, Tuli here, they took it. Ut autem gustavit, ut here mean when, when, however, he tasted it, the Architriclinos uh, tasted it, uh, he tasted aquam vinum factum et non shiebat unde eset ministry autem shiebat qui haurierunt aquam vocat sponsum architriclinus et dicit ei omnis homo primum bonum vinum ponet et cum inebriati fuerint id quod deterius est. Okay. Um, tu servasti bonum vinum usque ad hoc. Okay. So when the uh, head waiter, the, the man in charge of the dining room, tasted the aquam, the water, but what kind of aquam is it? It's vinum factam, having been made vinum. This is a participial phrase. It's the wine, vinum factum, having been made or having become wine. Et non shiebat unde eset, and he was not knowing unde eset, whence it was. Notice, that's an indirect question. He was not knowing unde eset, eset in the subjunctive, imperfect subjunctive, secondary sequence, same time as the main verb. He did. He was not knowing at the time whence it was. Where did it come from, right? Ministry autem sheibat, that's kind of parenthetical. The, but the, the servants knew those who had haurierant, had drawn off the water. Vocant, now we get the main verb here. The, the architriclinus, the, the head waiter, vocat sponsum, calls the sponsum, the, the bridegroom, architriclinus, calls him, edicit a, and says to him, omnis homo, every person, um, everybody else, right? Every, every person, primum, first places the bonum venum, the good wine, puts out the good wine, et cum 
enebriatifun, and when they have become, and when they will have become uh, inebriati, cum there means when, we'll talk about that in a coming chapter, when they've become inebriated, id quo deterius, that which is lesser, deterius, uh, a lesser sort of or a worse kind of wine. Tu servasti, you served bonum vinum, the good wine you preserved. Servo, uh, uh, sorry, two words in Latin, servio and servo. Servo servare, also conservo, conservare, first conjugation, means to save or preserve. Servio, servire, means to serve, to minister. Here, this is the verb servasti, servavisti. Remember, it's that uh, syncopated perfect. So it's from servo servare. You have preserved or you have saved the good wine, usque aduk, up until this point. So we know the story. Most people serve the good wine first, and then when people get a little happy, they don't notice that the second portion of wine is not as good. He's done just the opposite, right? Hoc fe- and that's the end of really the story, and then John resumes. Hoc fecit initium signorum Jesus. In cana Galilei et manifestavit gloriam suam, et crediderunt in eum discipuli eos. So, uh, Jesus is the subject here. He did this initium, this first of his miracles, signorumar is the word that John uses for signs, for miracles. In cana of Galilee, et manifestavit, and he manifested his glory, et crediderunt, and his discipuli eos, his disciples crediderunt, believed in Eo, believed in him. So uh, a great a great story, the marriage feast of Cana, Jesus' first public miracle. And now you've read it in its original Latin in the Vulgate. Um, and uh, that's that's a nice accomplishment. And not that difficult as I think you can see. So very good. That completes our uh, our homework assignment. I hope that you were able to uh, get through it uh, successfully. And um, those places that presented problems to you have now been cleared up through my explanations. That's my hope. Uh, As always, if you have a question, a problem about anything, uh, specifically uh, in relation to your Latin grammar of this unit or any other unit, just drop me an email. Um, Don't hesitate to do so. We'll be getting back to you uh, soon with the next unit, number 28. But until that time, I hope you uh, spend some time studying your Latin and you have a great day and a great week. We'll talk to you soon again. Bye-bye.